It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. In our upcoming episodes between now and the Giants game, we'll get to my preview of the game. We'll get you updated on all of the injury reports and some other important news. How about Puka Nakua winning Offensive Player of the Week? Guys, just racking up the awards. But this episode, we have a special treat for you. We're trying something new. You know, Tom Quartz tries to get a crossover segment in every week, joining a podcaster that covers the upcoming opponent of the Rams. This week, what he did instead was he joined a Twitter space hosted by a Giants fan, a bunch of followers of the Giants on board talking Giants football. And Tom jumped on that space and asked them, hey, let's talk Rams Giants and we'll put this on the podcast for you. And they were gracious enough to embrace that idea. And that's what we have coming up here, almost a half an hour. A bunch of Giants fans sharing some insight into their team and what they expect. 
to see out of their team against the Rams this coming Sunday. Good stuff. That's coming up right now. And we'll close the episode with another segment of our uniform series. We are in a giant space, popped in live, and we're going to get some raw, unfiltered opinions from Giants fans right now about this game coming up and about their team. So let's dive right in. Guys, if you could just say your Twitter handle, et cetera, when you, when you answer. Coming into the season, what were your guys' expectations for your team? Yeah, Tom, I appreciate you you coming in. Um, this is Base uh, 718, you know, um, host uh, Daily Giants uh, Spaces. So for me, you know, I, I had this team as a 7-10 and 10 team. I thought there was enough talent where they would win games, but I didn't think it was enough talent to be a playoff team. So that's where I was, and they're almost in line, right? They're currently at five wins, so it's a two-game margin. If they win one, then, you know, it's it's almost right there in that ballpark, and that's where I had them. Got you. What's been what, some of the bigger complete disappointments and then and then complete, you know, surprises on the positive side? What are a few things that pop out? <laughs> so for, uh, for me, I would say um, the biggest disappointment has to be what unfolded with Daniel Jones, right? Even before he got hurt, he wasn't playing uh, too well. So I would say that has to be the biggest uh, disappointment going into it. If we move away from the quarterback, it'll probably be the impact that Waller didn't have on the offense that everybody expected that he would have on the Giants offense. I don't know, Tone, you got something different? Uh, I would just say the coaching staff, how, you know, we came in expecting something and we got something completely different in terms of scheme. And by, and by the way, my name is Antonio, uh, BT Giants on Twitter. Um, and uh, I, I could, I would just say that it was, it was just that. It was, you know, authentic kind of touched on it before we was off air where he said, you know, we're, we're not running the RPOs as much. We're not running the same exact scheme as we were last year. The things that worked for us. And we try to put more on Jones's, uh, you know, back. We try to make him kind of the star, of, the star of the show, and it completely fell on their face. And um, you know, it's just been a lot of things that have been unprepared for, where you know, our, our backup situation or quarterback is also not not the best, and it's just it's ruined the season. But I think that you know, pretty much everybody who's in here who has a microphone expected a bad season. We we kind of knew that last year was fool's gold in the sense of we were playing a very easy schedule and we did have a lot of talent on this team and we do have talent but now this season we're going against the big boys in the in the nf in the football world not just in the nfc but in the afc and uh we've kind of been slapped with uh you know the what reality is is, is that this is his team is a, a quarterback away from being good so coming into this rams game what do you guys expect from your team? What are you looking for? Obviously, no, no, no chance for the playoffs at this point. And so, what are you guys hoping to hoping your team does this week? I see there's a ton of injuries. So, what's kind of the goal of the Giants, and what's their mindset coming into this game? What, what you think, authentic? Yeah, I'm hoping for a loss, man. We need better draft capital. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the, the team's mindset is, though? What do you think they're coming into this looking like? I don't know. Um, you know, you would think it was evaluation a couple of weeks before this, but when you pull the plug on the quarterback you were supposedly evaluating, 
I think that makes things a lot more puzzling for for the fan base as far as the direction of the team. Uh, maybe some some late wins, some meaningless wins here to galvanize the locker room and keep things together going into 2024, but that's probably about it. Just to add on to what I think is saying, it's there's been a mismanagement when it comes to you know the team in terms of because when we could have still when we were still in the playoff picture, we decided to go with Devito instead of going with the Tyrod Taylor, which was the quarterback that has the more experience, the, he's a better quarterback. You know, he's probably the better quarterback on this roster, period. And we went away from him to see this guy develop. And now what we're doing is we're going back to the guy who is going to help us win the games. But at this point, we don't need wins. Um, and then just for me, just saying, you know, what to expect this this game, I I, I want to see Tyrod because he's going to be back in the game. I want to see him get the ball to Jalen Hyatt because he seems to be the only quarterback that can get the ball to Hyatt. Uh, but I'm also very afraid of seeing Justin Pugh, uh, Aaron Donald lined up in front of Justin Pugh and, and JMS. And that's going to be just a, a, a real scary sight, seeing how ineffective Justin Pugh and JMS are going to be trying to block Aaron Donald. It, it might be, it might, it, it, they might kill Tyrod Taylor this week. Yeah, well, at least he's, he's pretty, he's still pretty mobile, even though he's getting up there a little bit. Yeah, it's always a catch 22, right, guys? That you get a, uh, a quarterback that you want to evaluate in DeVito, but if he's out there, maybe the coaching staff's feeling like based upon last game that, Hey, we, you know, that's great. We can get evaluate DeVito, but, but we're not going to get evaluation on other guys that we need to get evaluation on. Maybe Tyrod brings a little bit more experience to the, to the fold where you can get evaluation on other guys. So yeah, it's always a catch 22 for sure. And like somebody mentioned the veterans in the locker room like to see the coaching staff play whoever's earned it so um yeah just moving on to some of the like what do you get in terms of the matchups you touched on aaron donald and that defensive line who's playing a lot better right now they've really developed a bunch of kind of you know several young guys on that line along with donald that are really stepping up kobe turner byron young michael hoy oshan mathis nick hampton all these guys are just you know first second year guys that are just really developed over the course of the year, starting to learn how to hold an edge and get to the quarterback a little bit. So from that perspective, you know, talk about your old line a little bit more. Um, I know it's been a problem. And uh, what do you expect from that, you know, from that scenario? In terms of the offensive line, our offensive line last, last week, it could be, it's going to have to be on Tyrod Taylor pretty much. The, ty- the, the It's just not realistic for this offensive line to hold up. But one credit that you got to give Tyrod Taylor is, he did not get sacked in the second half of the Eagles game when he went into the game. And that's just because he was able to buy time and manipulate the pocket, obviously. Um, the, 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 the Eagles offensive line, I mean, defensive line has not been that dynamic as they were last year. Um, so it's going to be real interesting to see how the Giants are going to be able or how Tyrod Taylor is going to be able to stay up against um, the Rams. Uh, the Rams don't have more sacks than the Eagles. But again, it's going to be a full game for Tyrod. Um, he didn't get sacked in the second half, but let's see what happens in a full game. You know, it's going to be real interesting. I honestly, I think that if up the middle it becomes a problem where he is, he has to bounce out of the pocket a lot. And we did see him that he was, when he was throwing off platform, it just wasn't working out. He just didn't have the arm strength to get it there. Uh, I think that if that happens a lot where he's getting pressure right up the middle and he has to run, you know, I, you know, some side on the sideline, I think it's going to be a long day for the Giants. 
Yeah, sticking with the offensive side of the ball, what are some of the things we can look at? Who are some of the players we can look for to kind of step up um, maybe on the receiver side? I mean, do you expect Waller to get involved finally? I, mean, or? I would say, Tom, you, you should expect a good dosage of Wondell Robinson, and they'll try to use him in multiple ways, whether they're trying to – you know, get him the ball out the backfield, not necessarily in a, you know, at, lined up at running back, but, you know, on, on those little sweet plays and things of that nature, um, you know, of course, in, in, you know, in the passing game. So I think you'll see him, I, I you know, even though he hasn't been effective since coming back or hasn't worked out, you should see them trying to continue to incorporate Waller into, into this offense. I think they tried last week. It just, it just didn't work out the way they wanted to. And because, Tyrod Taylor is starting, you also have to keep in mind that it opens up the deep game, and that's where, you know, you'll see some some Slayton and and Hyatt, you know, potentially, you know, on those big 20-yard, you know, explosive-type plays. If, you know, at least the attempts will be there, we'll, we'll see if they are successful. Yeah, my perception of Tyrod, not only in that, you know, the last game that he played this, this last week, but also uh, just over his career, is that you know good arm strength again? He plays much better in the in the rhythm of the game if it's there. But he can he can throw darts. Is but he can also you know throw some some passes um, off target on occasion. So uh, I mean, what what do you what's the take? I mean, is he is his arm strength still there? Um, is uh, is he playing better in in rhythm? Um, and uh, you know kind of like what I've always seen. Or and and how is his accuracy bit uh yeah tom this is uh rob um i I would say you know when with tyrod when he's came in i mean he had some you know some throws that kind of got away from him a little bit but for the most part i think when it you know he's been i think he's been pretty accurate he takes he takes some chances down the field you know he's not afraid to, to let the ball go um, you know, he might miss, you know, maybe a couple of intermediate throws, but, you know, for the most part, from what I've seen when he was playing, you know, he took what the defense gave him, but he does look down the field to try to make the big play. Uh, he did it a few times against the Bills, you know, when he got the start there and he did it throughout the few games that he started. So I think from a, from an accurate standpoint, maybe those deep balls just came up, maybe just a, a shy or a hair short. You know, the throw last week to, to to Darius Slayton, you know, seemed like it was a very good ball. Slayton had to reach out for it, you know, so you know that had some good some good distance on it. But you know, he may not have the same umph on it where he can get it down the field as far. But accurate wise, I think he's been you know fairly okay, you know, for the most part. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shifting over to the defensive side of the ball for the Giants and the offense for the Rams. So, like I said, the Rams' uh, running game has, has been... You know, rejuvenated. It's the best running game uh, by far since Gurley, the Gurley days, and um, it's really been the really the catalyst for this team in terms of its uh, this win streak that we're on and pushing for the uh, the playoffs in the NFC. And um, and of course that opens everything up for Stafford. He's healthy. Our O line has really coalesced. This this ragtag group of guys that got put together at the beginning of the year and had. You know, some growing pains um, has really come together and stayed healthy. Is playing fantastic. So, uh, you know, very positive things, good things on offense. You know, putting up, you know, 25, 30 a game on a consistent basis against some pretty good defenses. Uh, from your standpoint on the defensive side of the ball, like what's what's going on? Let's start with up front. How is how do things look up front from a health perspective? How have you guys been in, on getting pressure and stopping the run? Hey Tom, this is a uh, Melly underscore underscore dope. Uh, so we're gonna talk about our defense. Um, you guys probably could have y'all way with our defense. Um, with Shaman Bay's offense and how creative he is, it's gonna put us in a very like difficult situation, especially with our secondary. When you're talking about Puka, Puka Nakua, and Cooper Cup, and even now to like Demarcus Robinson now, like. It's a lot of receivers that we're going to have to, like, account for, and we don't really have the corners to do so. Um, so, to, in my opinion, when it comes down to our defense, to to make, you know, Matt Stafford a little bit uncomfortable in the pocket, we're going to probably be blitzing him a lot, coming from, like, all angles, send him blitzes. But he's known for, like, overcoming those, too. So, it's going to put us in a pretty, pretty bad situation when it comes down to have to, like, account for those receivers. And when it comes down to our running game, I mean, to you guys' running game, you guys, like, Kyron Williams – we can't really stop the run either. I mean, we have Dexter Lawrence in the, in the middle, and you know, once he gets his hands on a running back or something, then you know, he'll 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 make that tackle. But we've been we haven't been able to stop the run this this season. We've been better with the pass, but like I said, with Sean McVay's creativeness and how he gets Cooper Cup and those guys open, man, it's gonna be a very tough matchup for us and our secondary. Uh, we have you know our rookie. Uh, 
Dante Banks, like he's had a pretty good season so far this year, but I've noticed when he goes against kind of like elite receivers, you know, he, they kind of have his way with him, and you kind of expect that with him being a rookie, you know, but it just all comes down to Sean McVay and how Matt Stafford operates that offense, and he does it to a T, and it's going to be a lot to account for, and I don't see us really coming up with a lot of stops, especially with you guys now. You guys are like, that team is hot right now and clicking on all cylinders, especially since y'all got Kyron Williams back in that running game going. So it's going to be pretty difficult for us. So whatever Wink Martindale is cooking up, you know, hopefully it's cooking because it's going to, it's, it's going to put that, it's going to, it's going to put a lot of pressure on those guys. And it's expected, you know, Shami Bay is a great mind and you guys got a lot of great talent on that offense, you know? So we're just hoping that we could get home with hopefully Kayvon, you know, could step his game up uh, this game, get some pressure on them and Aziz Ojolari on the ends you know, to put pressure on Matt Stafford, make him somewhat uncomfortable, even though he's known to stay in the pocket and make difficult throws. So we'll just see what happens. Yeah. That's just my opinion on that. Yeah, we know Wink. Uh, no, that's good. We know Wink loves to dial up the, the blitz for sure. We, uh, <laughs> we've seen that throughout his career. So, yeah, it's a, how about, uh, you know, one guy the Rams uh, oh, really loved and were didn't didn't like to see go was uh, H.N. Robinson. How's he been playing for you guys? Uh, he's been adequate. Uh, I won't say he's flashed, but he's been adequate. Um, just a you know run stopper. Um, but like I said, you know teams can run the football on us, so I can't necessarily say he's playing on a on a high level or a good level. He's probably been average for us for the majority of the season. Nothing spectacular. Nothing to like you know uh, praise about. Like he hasn't been bad neither. But it's not what what I thought it was when he, we brought him in. You know, it might have been somewhat of an override like signing for us, but. Teams, teams can run on us, man. So we, we might be better off trying to stop in the passing game, but I don't see us not with that, that not the offense you guys have, not with the receivers and the creativeness. The key the key to you guys' offense to creativeness on offense and how Sean McVay with formations and his motions and everything is going to put us in a very you know difficult situation. That's why I said I just think the the best opportunity for us is if we could get home and just make Matthew Stafford as uncomfortable in the pocket. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's the only way I see us even somewhat containing that offense that's coming up Sunday. The problem okay. is to add up to what to, what to Melly's saying is, you know, we're one of the worst sack teams in the league. We, we're we're second to last in sacks. Um, in terms of QB hits, we're, we're in the bottom of the league in that. And in terms of pressures, we're, we're in the bottom. And on top of that, we're just not a good tackling team. We're the number one uh, team in terms of missed tackles. So it's, it's just, it's, just it, it, it's, it's set up for an ugly scenario. It's set up for for an ugly kind of game, and you got to think that you know if if the Rams dominate the first half of the game, this might be a game where the Giants team checks out in the second half of the game. I mean, this team might be already thinking about Cancun uh, coming into this week, and, and you know, base just kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. He said, um, you know, kind of the, the, that. They're playing Tyrod Taylor to pacify the locker room. The locker room might be already checked out, so it, it's 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 kind of a wait and see approach. But I, I would not be surprised if this game gets out of hand in the first half. Yeah, it's interesting because I was just looking at the uh, uh, the line on this game. It's five and a half, and that's a you know that's an interesting line for a team that's a lot of people are saying is one of the hottest in the league offensively and. And like you say, there's a chance that the Giants could check out. You know, there's the tie rod issue. Is that a reflection, like you're saying, on the locker room and and um, trying to keep them in it? 
uh, it's just a, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting point spread. Um, and those things always, you know, sort of bother you sort of say, wow, this thing should be 10 or something like that, maybe. Um, but, you know, it's obviously in Giant Stadium. What's the weather supposed to be like? I mean, uh, that, I don't I think know. The weather, I think the weather's fine. It's, yeah, it I think the weather's going to be just perfect football weather, to yeah. be honest. Uh, okay, so nothing, well, no snow, nothing like that. Yeah, I, I would say the line is, is about where it should be, right? Because you guys are favored, right? So... And you yeah. figure the home team generally gets around two to three points, right? So, right. It, you know, it sounds like, you know, Vegas is saying they'll win by a touchdown, right? So, I mean, I think yeah. that's in line. Um, Tom, what I would say, Tom, is this is um, it, it, the X factor is Tyrod Taylor. If Tyrod Taylor ends up having a, a really good day where he's locked in, this could be a high-scoring close game. If, if Tyrod Taylor is not locked in, um, then this is going to be a, an embarrassment of a game, and and you guys should you know be winning by by the first half. This game should be yeah, awesome. yeah. I think the books must love must like Tyrod in this situation. It might have been a different story if with the video in there. Who knows? But it's oh, it's, it's, a, it's it's just an it's just an interesting. Uh, I always look at that you know not too hard in, in terms of the reflection of the game, but but stuff. So anyway, hey, let's. I don't you know one thing that's kind of been out there. You guys have probably heard a lot more than. You know, there's been some talk of it in the national media, but what's this rub between Dayball and Link? What's what's going on there? They, it's, you know, people people are saying they hate each other, or what's what's would, the story? I would I would I would like to respond to that. So so this is just my opinion. I'm a raw uncut Giants fan. So this is the issue that we're hearing. Basically, they obviously they have a different like philosophy when it comes down to how they approach players and how they you know teach or whatever the case may be, right? But as a Giants fan of myself, we Martindale has been the brightest spot of our of our like season this season. Like he's been the one coach that actually made proper adjustments on the field. He's the one coach that seems to keep his players in line and not checked out. You know, um, there was a little bit of issue between him and uh, Xavier McKinney, and come to find out, it seems like Brian Dable didn't really support the coach on that in that debacle. You know, and he was more silent with the player. And I think that I, that actually, like, enhanced their issues that they had. But for me as a fan, we want to keep Wayne Martindale here. He's been very, very good, good as a defensive coordinator with the pieces that he's had. And it's it's a shame because it's, that's the guy that Brian Dable brought in roughly a year and a half ago. And for you to only be here two seasons and having an issue with, with, with this man, and he's been the bright spot of the actual team it just seems kind of weird and i don't i don't get it and a lot of us fans don't understand it you know wink mardell should be retained he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league and he's kept us any game that we've been competitive in this season has been because of that man and that defense it was not really because of our offense in no way shape form or fashion our offense is putrid they don't put up points they can't get the ball down the field to their weapons you know, so it just doesn't it doesn't really make sense to us as fans of why they're even having any type of controversy. In my opinion, I think Brian Dable should want to keep Wink Martindale and worship him right now because he's the only reason he might have a job going into next season and fans aren't calling for his his head right now. So as it just doesn't really make sense. Um I'm pretty sure it's more like a in-house tug of war type of thing, but for what Wink Martindale has put out on Sundays has been very, very good for us. And he's the only reason why we probably even have five wins this season. So 
I don't understand it. None of us in this space, we talk roughly every day about Giants football, and we just don't understand it. And if he gets fired this offseason, it just doesn't make sense. And it's going to put a lot, a lot of pressure on Brian Dable for next season with what with who he, whoever he decides to replace Wing Martindale with, if he does, and going in to have success next season. Because it's just it, – I know I keep repeating it, it don't make sense, but that's truly, truly how we, like, really feel. We just are lost in that situation. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's not just Wink. That's the most high-profile assistant coach that's um, been named. But, you know, other sources um, have come out on different podcasts, guys that I trust that have been in the league and stuff, have said that most of the coaches don't like Dayball. So is that something you guys are hearing, or is that uh, is that just, you know, people trying to pile on? No, I think that there have been, you know, some reporting, uh, you know, that, that – Coach Brian Dable's kind of philosophy is he's he's kind of loud. He you know kind of asserts himself. Um, you know he he elevates his voice. He has a particular you know coaching style that a lot of the other coaches really don't relate to. Um, you know which is why we're kind of in this position. I, I feel like, and I think Melly might have said it, but um, I, I think that you know when you're a head coach in this league, you have to be able to adapt. Um, and I think at this point, Brian Dable needs to adapt and understand, you know, you don't necessarily have to change who you are, but you have to try to cater and understand that not everybody is going to receive what you put out in the same manner. Uh, maybe Bobby Johnson will, because Bobby Johnson has been with him in Buffalo. Uh, but guys like Kafka, guys like Wink may not. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, depending on how this off season goes, I think that, you know, Brian Dable is going to have a little bit of, uh, you know, self, you know, meditating that he's going to have to do to try to, you know, change a few things, how he handles things, how he coaches, um, or if they can mend anything and bring some of these guys back, I think he still needs to do it. So, but there is, you know, some rift there, I think, among some of the coaches. Yeah, I got you. So, well, great. This has been great insight for, for uh, our listeners. And, you know, we'll just end on this. If we, if you, if we could base just let's go around and um, with the, you know, six or seven speakers we have and just get a score prediction and kind of a, a few sentences on how you think the game might play out. So, uh, you know, fire away. I think I would go uh, Giants 17, Rams 31. Uh, that, that, that's not considered a close game. So, Rams win and move on to try to secure their playoff uh, endeavors and Giants try to improve their draft order. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I'll say uh, Rams over the Giants. I'm going to, I'll say 34-17 Rams over Giants. Gotcha, high scoring game. Uh, I got a 27-21. It's going to be you know, just uh, the defense is not going to be able to, to to slow it down. I think it's going to come down to the last possession. Um, but I think Tyrod is going to, you know, feature some of the guys that we've kind of been in my this season. I think I think uh, Waller is going to get the ball. His only touchdown came with Tyrod Taylor. So I, I expect him to kind of get featured in this game. And um, I'm expecting Hyatt to get featured in this game, too. Gotcha. 31-21 Rams. I just think they're hot and their playoffs are on the line, and Sean McVay is going to have that team ready to beat this team because there's no guarantee that the 49ers are going to lie down next week. So 31-21, Rams. Gotcha. Well, good stuff, guys. Hey, really appreciate you guys jumping on on uh, 
what I think may be the first ever that I'm aware of pop-up podcast on Twitter. So this is fantastic. Really appreciate it. I'll rip the, the audio here from your recording posted tonight. This is uh, Rams Up podcast on the Fans First Sports Network and really appreciate you guys joining me. We're going to wrap things up with another Uniform Series segment. Episode 331, let's talk about someone who wore number 31. And I am going to talk about one of the more unique players ever drafted by the Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Rams, actually, Adam Archuleta. Adam, a safety out of Arizona State, was drafted in 2001, round one, pick 20 by our Rams. And what made Adam a unique story was his training program. You've all heard the story was attending high school in Chandler, Arizona, kept on showing up at this guy's gym. I want to get ripped. I want to be an NFL player. I need a training program. And the guy kept on turning him away. Jay Schroeder was his name. But Adam persisted. And finally, the two of them synced up and Jay put Adam on a training program. And it worked. Worked his butt off. Now, I'm paraphrasing this story, but you get the gist. As a freshman at Arizona State, he was a walk-on Played in every game his redshirt freshman year as a reserve linebacker. Eventually moved into the starting lineup and started to make a name for himself. So he is drafted by the Rams. Played for the Rams from 2001 to 2006. Wasn't necessarily a remarkable career, but he was a solid safety. Signed a free agent contract with Washington where they hoped to pair him up with the great safety Sean Taylor. Played there for a few years. Moved on to the Bears and wrapped up his career at Oakland on the practice squad only, though. He is currently a color commentator for CBS on NFL games, and he also runs the Adam Archuleta Football Academy, paying it forward, showing young athletes how to train and get ready for a potential football career. And that's what I'll always remember about Adam Archuleta. There was a lot of videos going around before the NFL draft, demonstrating how hard this guy had worked, highlighting his training regimen and how it had paid off for him. Finished his Ram career with 410 combined tackles, 15 sacks, 3 interceptions, and 2 TDs. Adam Archuleta, one of the more unique players in Ram history. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there